Welcome to the Center for Christian Spirituality podcast. What follows is an audio recording of the weekly contemplative worship service at Chapelwood United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. For the next 40 minutes, you are invited to engage and rest with scripture, music, prayer, silence, and brief meditations. Our hope is that you will allow wherever you are right now to be a sacred space for you, perhaps by resting in a favorite chair or lighting a candle, by gazing out a window or relaxing outside. A guide for this contemplative worship experience, including prayers, scriptures, and song lyrics, is available in PDF format at www.chapelwood.org. You can visit that same website to learn more about the Center for Christian Spirituality. The Center provides resources for people who seek a deepening relationship with God in a way that transforms their relationship with God, others, self, and the world. We are grateful you're sharing the journey with us today.
Good morning. We bring all that we are into uh, this space, uh, into the presence of God this morning. Um, our mind, our heart, our whole being, our whole body. Uh, this uh, day, we begin a, a new journey um, here uh, through the next many weeks um, into the middle of February, where we are going to explore um, a, a particular way of considering the, the contemplative journey as an inward journey and as an outward journey. And it comes really from and inspired by this text, uh, these words of Jesus that you see in your bulletin, where he says, as you go, as you're on your way, proclaim this message, the realm of the heavens, the sovereignty of the heavens, the kingdom of the heavens has come near. It's here. It's arrived. So heal the sick, cleanse lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you received, freely give. The contemplative journey is one of um, more deeply becoming receptive, um, receiving from the divine freely. And in turn, the outward journey is one of giving, uh, giving radically, giving lovingly, compassionately. We freely receive, we freely give. But as we look at uh, the ways that Christ gave, that God through Christ gave of himself into the world, there seems to be four particular ways that he embodied the divine presence. And it's those four ways that we're going to explore more deeply. In particular, they're the way of the visionary or the way of the prophet, the way of the seer, uh, the way of um, the warrior or the way of the one who liberates, the way of the deliverer maybe, the way of the healer, and also the way of the teacher, the way of the sage. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to, to look at what are, the ways, what, what are the ways that we need to become more receptive so that we can receive vision and inspiration, so we can receive liberation, so we can receive um, wisdom and, and deliverance and healing. But in turn, what are the ways as we receive the divine presence in these ways, how can we in turn it be an embodiment of the visionary, an embodiment of the healer, of the deliverer, of the teacher? How can we live the inward, outward journey through these ways? So today we begin um, where Jesus begins, uh, which is this visionary experience that uh, he had at the Jordan River. And as we learn from Christ how to become more receptive, um, what will we experience? What will we see? Uh, what will we hear? So listen now to these words from Black Elk. Comes from the Native American tradition as well as Christian tradition. He was a visionary, among other things. And he said, Grandfather, great spirit, 
You have set the powers of the four quarters of the earth to cross each other. You have made me cross the good road and the road of difficulties. And where they cross, the place is holy. Day in, day out, forevermore, you are the life of all things. that my soul would live from its innermost being and give witness to truth in thought, word, and deed. For only then will I see the glorious vision and hear the voice of the beloved. that my soul would live from its innermost being. And give witness to truth in thought, word, and deed. I see the glorious vision and hear the voice of the beloved. Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized. 
And while he was praying, the heavens were opened. And the spirit of holiness descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved, and you I delight. Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized. While he was praying, the heavens were opened. And the spirit of holiness descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, and you I delight. As many of you know, um, not too long ago, uh, there was a group of us that went on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and one of the places that we went to was the Jordan River. And uh, some of you here were on that pilgrimage. Uh, in fact, Walt was um, uh, one of those who actually went into the Jordan River uh, with us and had this experience of remembering his baptism. And, um, and it was a holy moment for all of us, all of us who either experienced immersion into the river or those that experienced um, one, either Joseph or I just sprinkling um, their head or their hands with the water from the Jordan River. It was a, it was a real special moment. Um, and, uh, and actually during this, uh, the baptism, it seemed like in some ways the, the heavens parted a little bit for Wald and the, and the light shone in his face and um, it, it was beautiful. Um, there's no doubt about that this moment in the life of Jesus also was pivotal and was a milestone in his own spiritual journey. We hear in this text that the heavens opened. I mean, he saw a vision. He saw a vision and he heard a voice. But the interesting thing that Luke, the, go the gospel of Luke, the writer of this particular gospel, wants to really help us to understand and highlights is he seems to imply it didn't simply happen at his baptism because it says after they were baptized and after Jesus was baptized, while he was praying, the heavens opened. You can imagine it how you might want to imagine it, but somehow after his baptism, whether he was still in the water or whether maybe it was a few minutes later or maybe it was even a day later or whatever, it was in the midst of praying that he had this vision, that the veil of the heavens parted. He saw something like a dove, the Spirit, descending upon him. And the dove and the spirit, in many ways, are symbols also of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of the heavens. And so in some ways, he is seeing the embodiment of God's realm descend upon him, upon him. And then he hears this voice of affirmation. You are my son. You are the beloved. And you I delight. So before Jesus began his prophetic 
ministry. In fact, the next words that come out of his mouth, well, the first words that come out of his mouth later in the Gospel of Luke is in Luke 4, uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news. That, that initiative to proclaim the good news, to, to be a prophet of God, starts with this vision of God, starts with being open and receptive to God's reality, to God's dream for the world, and also being open and receptive to who we really are. See, the way of the visionary is the way of seeing the truth of reality and seeing the truth of who we are. And then in turn, living and speaking out of that truth of reality and of who we really are. So as we explore the way of the visionary today and, then, and as we continue on this journey, a question I have is how are we being open and receptive to the vision and the voice? How does that work for you in practical ways? Um, for Jesus, clearly, it has something to do with prayer. Um, for me, personally, a contemplative prayer is, is a foundational way, practice. And there's many ways of doing contemplative prayer, but um, how are we being open and receptive to the vision and the voice of the truth of reality, God's reality, and the truth of who we are. May we receive the inspiration. May we hear the affirmation. You are beloved.
I never saw myself as a visionary. Visionaries were people like Jesus. And Jesus had the vision. And then whatever his vision is, as told to me through scripture, is the vision that I then lived into. That is absolutely true. But when I took my first steps on this contemplative journey, I learned something. That as it goes for Jesus, so it goes for us. This is something that we say a lot here around the center. But we hear and see Jesus' witness. And we understand that it is an invitation for us too. We walk in his steps. And so the longer that I'm on this journey, the more I too lean more deeply into those visionary muscles. Because it's the byproduct of my prayer time, of being in this space together in worship. It's the poetry that I read and see it as a spiritual invitation. It's the singing that I participate in. It's the moving of my body that propels me forward and opens me. All of these ways are ways that we open ourselves to receive the vision. A question that came back to me this weekend in some reading and studying I was doing, how are you deepening your capacity to receive? How are you deepening your heart's capacity to receive the vision? As we stand here at, still at the beginning of a new year and we think, what are some practices that I want to employ? Some new things I want to try or do or habits that I want to create. How are you deepening your heart's capacity to receive vision. I want to share a vision I received here in this space during Advent. I was sitting over there and what came up for me was a photograph that Michael had shared from his trip to Israel. It was a beautiful mosaic, I believe, of the child Jesus sitting on Mary's lap, who was sitting in front of her mother, who was in front of, well, we can imagine, Sophia wisdom, this embodiment of, well, this, this beautiful picture of Jesus, Mary, 
Mary's mother, and then this woman of mystery that we imagine as Sophia. That picture came up for me, but it was transformed until I saw this picture of me and with my two mothers, because I have a mother that birthed me and was with me through my 10th year, and then my stepmother, who was with, has been with me for the majority of my life. Each woman standing behind me with a hand on my shoulder. And behind them was my grandmother, my father's mother, who I was very close to as a young adult. And she loved both of my mothers deeply. And her hands were laying on their shoulders. And it was this beautiful picture inspired by this photograph. And that vision stays with me. That vision continues to heal me. Clearly, you can imagine. But I thought, wow. I received that because here we were in this space together, being invited to listen to the voice within, to see with the eyes of the Spirit, to not dismiss what bubbles up, but to allow it and to welcome it. How are you deepening your capacity to receive the vision?
holy, beloved one. The veil has been rended. Your presence is with and within us. We know that we are one with you. Oh God, you open the eyes of our hearts that we might see the truth of things, the truth of your presence and your power. You open the ears of our hearts that we might hear the truth of things, that we are beloved, that we are your children. And so we confess that Christ has become our visionary, our prophet, opening us to you and to your realm that we might live into the truth of all things. We thank you, O oh God, for Christ who came and gave his very life and being that we might be awakened, that we might see, that we might come to life. And so at this table, we celebrate and we give thanks. And we remember that on the night before he gave his life for this vision, for this truth, he gathered with his beloved ones and he took the bread and after giving thanks to you, he broke it and he gave it to his beloved ones saying, take this, eat this, this is my body which is broken for you, do this in deep remembrance, do this in remembrance of me and may this be for you the bread of enlightenment, the bread of wisdom. And in the same way, he took the cup and he poured it. And he gave it to his beloved ones. And he gives it to us. This is the cup of the new covenant of my blood, which is poured out for you. Take, drink, and every time you do, remember the truth of what is the truth of this cup. And may you be open to it with every fiber and pore of your being to receive this truth. Let us pray. Oh God, pour out your spirit upon these gifts of bread and wine, and may they be for us your truth. May we take these gratefully and wakefully as your children, as your beloved ones. Amen. Amen. The table is open for all to receive. We have two communion stations and we invite you to um, forward down the aisles to receive. And when you come 
cup your hand and we will place a bit of bread in your hands. If you need a gluten-free option, you can come over to the organ side and we will help you there. Um, the cup you can uh, take and um, when you're done with it, oh, they're not there, okay. The little baskets aren't there this morning, um, but you can um, take them with you as you leave and place them. Yes. Um, the altar is open for your prayers. The candle banks are also open for your prayers. Um, so we welcome each one of you, the beloved ones, to feast.
It's always our prayer that when you come to this space, that you bring the beautiful truth of who you are, even if it doesn't look so pretty. You are welcome here in all of your truth. And we know we can rely on that the divine will meet us here. So thank you for sharing and creating this space together. There are many opportunities coming up um, that you can perhaps deepen your capacity to receive whatever God would have for you. Beginning today at um, 9.45, in fact, um, Nancy Sterling is going to lead a time of centering prayer. If you want to continue in the silence and exercise that muscle a little bit more, um, we invite you to come closer to the organ. And when you leave today um, and you're not participating, um, let's keep the, um, the quiet of the space. Um, then at 10 o'clock in the Anchor House, we're going to begin a worship response series based on what we've experienced in worship. You might have questions or comments or experiences um, that you'd like to engage as a group. And it's, a, it's been such a rich time. So we invite you to the Anchor House at 10 for that. Um, tomorrow is a guided silent retreat in the Anchor House beginning at 8.30. The information is there. Registration is still open. Um, we just ask that you take care of registering if you're still interested as soon as you can. And that's tomorrow at 8.30. And then Wednesday evening begins our, uh, our study. Um, on, more in depth, a lot more um, knowledge and insight. Um, and so the information for that is there, and you can also register online. That's Wednesday, um, beginning at, I believe, 6.30 is our start time. Um, and if you're interested in the Enneagram retreat workshop here, um, please don't delay in signing up for that as well. That is coming at us. So, as is our habit, linger in this space to open yourself and receive to ask your heart, to ask the Holy One, what is your word for me today? What is your good word that I can take out into my world? Let us receive.